This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast, where we dive into the latest rumors and news surrounding Texas Rangers baseball. Welcome to the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lees. Today, we're diving into the latest headlines from around Global Life Field. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Game Time, for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking for the best place to find your tickets to the next Rangers game, or as the football season has begun, to the Dallas Cowboys, or the Dallas Mavericks, or the Dallas Stars, check out Game Time today. Use the link in the description and you can help support the show. And now on to our first topic, our weekly report, and the Rough Riders have taken on the home title. As the regular season is winding down for the Texas Rangers, there is one positive they received this week. Their AA affiliate, the Frisco Rough Riders, won their second Texas League championship in franchise history. The first time they won it was in 2004, when former Texas Ranger Ian Kinsler and Elvis Andrews was on the roster. This team deserves all the praise from Ranger fans. The Rough Riders dealt with tons of players getting called up to AAA throughout the season. With the constant change of the roster, they went out onto the field and competed at the highest level. I also want to give some praise to the Wichita Wind Surge. This was their first season in the Texas League. No one really expected them to be in playoff contention. They haven't played any of the teams in the conference before. They have a bright future ahead of them in the Texas League. Now let's dive into our weekly report of who's hot and who's not. Starting off, of course, would be the Frisco Rough Riders. Should be no surprise that the AA affiliate is leading off our who's hot list. These guys brought home their second Texas League title in franchise history this week. These guys gave it 110% every time they took the field and won the title. Next up, we have Josh Jung. He he introduced himself to the Seattle Mariners home crowd this week, providing the offense on Tuesday, two home runs and five RBIs. I think the Mariners home crowd is going to hate him for the next decade. Then we have Owen White. Owen White was pivotal in helping the Rough Riders wrap up their season on Tuesday night. Jack Lander didn't do well and was yanked early from the game. Owen White came in and struck out six batters, here are the highlights from his performance in the final game of the season. And then we have Martin Perez. While Martin Perez didn't get the win yesterday, he had a quality outing for the Rangers, only allowing five hits, three earned runs, and three strikeouts. He also crossed 190 innings pitched this season, 
and has an ERA under three. Chris Young must resign Perez this offseason. And sadly, of course, we have to address who's not hot. And that honor goes to Cole Reagans. He had another bad start for the Rangers this past Sunday, having six hits and allowed four runs against the Guardians. I don't know who's going to be on the coaching staff next season, but they need to sit down with Reagans and work with them. So the Texas Rangers just wrapped up their Angel series and are beginning today a series against the New York Yankees. Of course, the Rangers must not give up a home run to Aaron Judge, which everybody is hoping for, sadly. But before we move on, hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up if you like our video. And if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash ttrangers. Your support helps the channel grow. Upgrade our equipment, bring new hosts, be able to pay them, and take this show on the road. We'd love to have this show stream from Global Life Field. Perhaps even in a private box. And he hits this one in the air, deep out to left. Moore is back at the wall. It's gone! After a rough start. So Simeon gets number 25 tonight. This past Thursday night, Marcus Simeon And he gives the Rangers one, a one-run one lead. What turned out to be another one-run loss for Texas Rangers. Well, ask and you shall receive. Steve, I'm looking for $5 million. Can you say that with Daniel Lowe and Dolores Garcia. Making Rangers the only club currently with four guys at 25 or more. It is well documented that Simeon got off to a horrific start to the season. His struggles at the plate was something that he had not experienced outside of the shortened 2020 season. 2019 and 2021 were career years for Simeon with the first coming with Oakland and then later with Toronto. When the Rangers signed him in the offseason to a seven-year, $175 million contract, they obviously wanted to get great production out of their shortstop. Slash second baseman. But I don't know if it was ever expected for him to fully repeat what he did in 19 and 21. This year is not a repeat of those two seasons where he finished third in MVP voting, but he has bounced back nicely from his slow start. With seven games remaining, he finds himself tied with Julio Rodriguez for fifth or fourth, excuse me, and B War standings for AL position players at 5.7. The chatter that Simeon has been a Bust and wasted money is tired and uninformed. Not only does he have the 26 home runs now, but he is also sitting at 24 stolen bases. If he can add one more to that total, he will join Garcia in the 25-25 club. The last Ranger to reach that mark before this year was Ian Kinsler, who did it in 2011. Simeon's 24 stolen bases are career high, and his OPS plus of 110 is third only to his two previously mentioned career years. He's slashing 255, 311, 444, which for a leadoff hitter is solid. He has also lowered his strikeout from 20% last year to 16% this year, and his durability is refreshing. Simeon has played in 154 of the 155 games that the Rangers played this season. I have a feeling that Chris Young would take the production that Simeon has given the club in 2022 for many years to come and would be ecstatic about it. He was the first big signing in the offseason, and he has proven his worth this year. 
he will hopefully be a catalyst for bringing winning baseball back to Arlington sooner rather than later. Let us know your thoughts on these topics that we cover in the comments section below. Do you think the Rangers should keep uh, Marcus Simeon or possibly trade him to get some uh, upgrades at the pitching staff? Let us know. And now a topic we kind of have to address. Aaron Judge is chasing history at Globe Left Field. Don't make those offseason plans just yet. The Yankees and Aaron Judge are coming to town, and you could have a chance to witness a little history at Globe Life Field before the Texas Rangers season finally comes to an end. Aaron Judge is having a historic MVP and possibly triple crown season for the New York Yankees by hitting a lot of home runs. In fact, 61 of them. Which ties Roger Maris' single-season American League home run record, which was set in 1961. This season for the Rangers has been a long and rebuilding one that saw the team let their longtime general manager, John Daniels, and manager, Chris Woodward, go during the season. However, there have been some hot moments, including calling up Josh Jung and witnessing the type of seasons that Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and Adolis Garcia are having. But even as the season winds down, the Rangers have found themselves in the middle of some history. Texas pitching allows a home run to Aaron Judge, they will find themselves in history, as they will have allowed the historic 60-second long ball that will break Roger Maris' single-season American League home run record. It will be nice to see Judge hit 62, but if you're a pitcher, then you definitely don't want to be the one that sets the record. Globe Life Field has seen a lot of history since it opened in 2020, with a majority being against the Texas Rangers. Some of those include the Dodgers win the World Series, Joe Musgrove's San Diego Padres no-hitter, Corey Kluber's Yankees no-hitter, and could possibly be home to a player, Aaron Judge, breaking the single-season American League home run record. While we await for the Texas Rangers to make some of their own history in at home, you can't ignore history that could happen this week. If you have a chance to go, then you should absolutely go. Because a lot of us will be asking, where were you when Aaron Judge broke the record? And the answer could be Globe Life Field. The season's not over for the Texas Rangers just yet and have found themselves in a little bit of history, something that nobody has seen, at least an American League player do since 1961. So grab those tickets and head on over to Globe Life Field because who knows when it'll ever happen again, especially at Globe Life Field. Do you think Aaron Judge will break the record this week? Will he do it in Arlington, or will he do it back home in New York? Let us know. And now we're going to talk about three potential starters Rangers could target this winter. The Texas Rangers 2022 season is winding down. It's not ending the way many had hoped. Projected to win 73 games, most fans had hoped to finish closer, if not above 500. Unfortunately, after an expensive offseason, all of them spend over half a billion dollars that did not come to fruition. Offense hasn't necessarily been the issue as the Rangers rank 11th in runs scored, outperforming three current playoff teams. Pitching wasn't neglected in that expenditure as they signed John Gray and brought back Martin Perez. Gray and Perez have been the best starting pitchers for Texas this year. 
However, even with both having career years, the rotation has been a weak spot for the team. Texas ranks in the bottom third of the league in total runs allowed, even with a decent bullpen performance. The rotation itself ranks 25th in inning pitch per game, 22nd in quality starts. There really isn't much of a bright spot either as they rank in the bottom 12 of just about every category. Texas does plan to continue their spending spree this winter with starting pitcher being the focal point. With Chris's young statement, no stones left unturned to go along with arguably the deepest farm system in the game, you can be sure there will be heavy trade talks. But who will be available and fits the profile of what Texas is looking for? Well, we give you three starting pitchers the Rangers should trade for this winter. Number one, Corbin Burns. Career stats, a 329 ERA, 106 whip, with 11.7 strikes per nine innings. Burns had a rough first two years in the majors, bouncing between the rotation and the bullpen, before finally breaking out in the shortened 2020 season at Solomon Post, a 211 ERA, and finishing six for the Cy Young. In the 2021 campaign, he finished the job being named an NL Cy Young Award winner after a season that saw him carry at 243 ERA with a 12.6 K9 into the playoffs. This year, the 27-year-old hasn't been as dominant this year with a 312 ERA, but a frontline starter, absolutely. Milwaukee would likely would like to extend their ace pitcher, but there has been no signs of extension talks between the two parties. Burns isn't a free agent until 2024, but with a lack of contract extensions, talks, rumors are spreading the likeliness he is dealt. With the Brewers' top prospect rankings littered with outfielders and need infielding help, they're a perfect match for the Texas Rangers. A deal centered around Duran and Foscue with the addition of a starting pitcher and a prospect ranking 15 to 30 should be enough to seal the deal. Burns would immediately slot in at the top of the rotation as a proven playoff pitcher. And next, we look at a Pablo Lopez. Career stats at the 398 ERA and a 120 whip. Lopez will be a frequent name mentioned amongst the Rangers fan base this winter. A year younger than Burns, he too will be a free agent in 2024. The young Marlin pitcher has been consistent throughout his career having three consecutive years with a sub-4 ERA. 2022 has been a bit of up and down as he started the season looking like an early Cy Young contender before cooling off considerably. He posted a 5 ERA through his last 20 starts, including a 5-inning, five 5-run five loss to Texas in August. The declining second half of the year has done a little to quell trade rumors surrounding him as the Marlins have a plethora of young pitchers to deal from to help improve their team. Lopez has shown all the stuff in flashes of a frontline starter who could step in and help this rotation right away. Pablo Lopez will be a cheaper option than Burns as far as trade value goes, but not by much. With Garrett Cooper on the trading block, the Fish could use help at first base, third base, and shortstop. Ezekiel Duran will be the main trading piece for the Rangers, but Miami could pivot and opt for a package consisting of Bubba Thompson, Josh Smith, and Blaine Krim. And next, we look at possibly trading with a contender. But before we do that, uh, let us know your thoughts in the comment section below who we should target, or who you believe the Rangers should target.
So finally, number three, Shane Bieber. Career 316 ERA and a 10.7 K9. Shane Bieber may be the best on the list, but also the most questionable of the bunch to be traded. The Guardians' ace has only had an ERA above four once, his rookie year in 2018. Since then, he has been a two-time All-Star and won a Cy Young Award in 2020 when he lead the league in wins, ERA, and strikeouts. In 2022, he has been much of the same, carrying a 281 ERA with 189 strikeouts going into the final stretch of the season. Like Burns and Lopez, Bieber won't be a free agent until 2025, making him a perfect fit for the Rangers. The complication of crafting a deal comes on Cleveland's side. An unexpected run at winning the Central Division could change their front office's view of the competitive window. Given Bieber is controllable and cheap, they have little reason to move on from it. There is hope, however, as they tend to take a Tampa Bay-esque approach to their starters and move them at peak value. Rumors were surely during the trade deadline that he was available for an exorbitant haul. The Guardians also have a well-rounded team boasting the best third base in baseball, a solid shortstop in Ahmed Rosario, and a second base who has the highest war on their team. Match that with a young and up-and-coming outfield, and it's hard to find a position to target in a trade. Nevertheless, teams will always take top prospects at any position if they feel they could utilize them. Packaging a pitching prospect with someone a few years away, such as Evan Carter or Luis Angel Acuna, and a couple of 15 to 30 guys could get the deal done. So before we go, give us a thumbs up if you like our video. Subscribe to the channel. And if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash ttrangers. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, hire new writers and hosts, create even more content, and hopefully take this show on the road. Your support helps make that happen. Whether you give a dollar, $2, $20, $50, $100, every dollar helps, no matter big or small. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This has been the Talking Texas Rangers podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered by tweeting us at TalkingTXRangers or liking us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Talking Texas Rangers. As always, thank you for listening and go Rangers.